Alright, good morning or good afternoon or even good evening everybody. Today is Thursday, June 17th, 2021 and there's a fair amount of news to report on today, more so having to do with the uh, with the summit the uh, in Europe uh, with regards to Biden, Putin, Erdogan and a handful of others, but there's a ton of uh, global news to cover as well. Again, I will say not the most exciting news in the world, but again, we're going to cover this and then we'll take a couple days off and we'll do a big news recap on Sunday for all the news that happened that we will be happening or may happen tomorrow and Saturday. So let's get into it. So first off, uh, Zambia's founding father, Kenneth Kaunda, hopefully I pronounced his uh, last name correctly, uh, president, uh, has died at the age of 97. They refer to him, from my understanding and from the articles that I've been, uh, that I'm citing, they refer to him as the founding father president. So again, um, look, I'll be honest with you folks, I didn't know much about him, but he seemed to have been highly respected and uh, 97 is not a bad age to go. I mean, to be honest with you, if we're being real here, 97 is not bad at all, especially if he was in pretty decent health. So, again, uh, assuming his legacy was that of a pretty positive one, even if it was controversial, you know, may he rest in peace, and uh, and that's about it. So, uh, Erdogan, who is the president of Turkey, said today, this morning, that he told Biden that those S-7400s that Russia sold Turkey, um, he basically said to Biden, nothing's going to change, even with Washington, uh, you know, wanting to put sanctions on that. So, again... Again, we can look at this from a totally neutral perspective, um, an external, unbiased uh, view, if you will, in the sense that, look, you know, Biden's being bossed around. But ultimately, let's be fair. Let's not, you know, jump the gun here metaphorically and jump to conclusions. But at the same time, we have seen even just in public appearances, Biden's, you know, clear cognitive decline. Right. So ultimately, if we see it like that publicly, which I'll be covering shortly, what makes us think that, you know, he's going to sharpen up when he goes into private meetings? Right. So, again, it seems as though they don't take him seriously as a threat. He's much more reserved to attacking things like that. And again, I'm not saying Trump was better, but it seems as though and this is just my you know analytical opinion. I could be wrong, but it seems like regardless of whether people thought Trump was smart or not, that's up for debate. It just came down to he was unpredictable, you know, and so the, people didn't want to take the chance with him nearly as much. Right. Whereas with Biden, he's got, you know, a team, which is true, constantly coddling him, whether that's a press team or an advisor team or both, whether it's in the public or not. I mean, it's pretty clear. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say you can't you can't leave Biden alone. It's true, right? And that kind of takes me to my next thing, which is that Jeff Zeleny from CNN, and I put this in the, t in the Telegram group chat for members, but I'm very surprised. Uh, Jeff Zeleny from CNN said that, he goes, I've covered four presidents in my entire lifetime or career of reporting. He goes, never have I seen a president so coddled by his press team and his aides, and never have I seen so many times them yell at Biden to not answer questions. He said that with Wolf Blitzer and a couple of other CNN news anchors on live TV, I'm extremely surprised that was even allowed to be said. Maybe he got reprimanded afterwards. Who knows, right? But if people haven't seen the clips of, you know, Biden snapping at Caitlin Collins, a CNN reporter yesterday, or, you know, him again, messing up and, and you know, stuttering and things like that and, and constantly just not being able to speak at this point, I don't know what to say. I don't honestly, folks, at this point, I don't care. Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't care about his agenda. It's not good. It really isn't. But anyways, I don't need to tell you guys that. So uh, moving on the Iran election polls this Friday um, is, is uh, the, sorry, the Iran election is this Friday, as many in the country allegedly fear a low voter turnout. Now, again, I say allegedly because we're not on the ground when it, when it comes to countries like Iran and Syria. 
it's hard to say what the people there are really thinking. Let's be honest here, right? Even if we, we, we skip over the Western outlet news outlets uh, that report this and we go to the global side of things like, you know, BBC or many others, it's hard to say because we have to factor in the, you know, the potential or the very likely possibility that MI6, the Mossad, the CIA have their, you know, fingers intertwined with BBC and many other global networks, not just in the West. And we've seen this and especially members, I've shown footage of this, of CIA agents talking about this. So again, it's hard to say what the Iranian people want, right? I know there are a handful of candidates. I believe there's four or five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, it's their country. Let them do their thing, and and we'll see what happens from there. It's not that simple, I know, but you know, there's not much we could do at this point unless someone is actually there on the ground getting feedback from the everyday person, right? So the next thing is that the Taj Mahal has opened after being closed for about two months. I mean, I thought I'd throw that in there just as a nice little positive thing, I guess. If anyone's been to the Taj Mahal, I hear it's pretty cool, but I've never been myself. Um, The next thing is that the Supreme Court has decided to uphold Obamacare again in many red states, meaning Republican states where they wanted it uh, uh, repealed and, you know, replaced and the whole thing that Trump ran on and what have you. But again... The Supreme Court, I mean, that decision can always be appealed, but the Supreme Court does have the final say, and this is what they ruled, whether people like it or not, in those red states. Again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, sucks, too bad for you. I'd love to get a lot of your opinions. I know a lot of you that watch this show tend to live in uh, blue states, but also tend to live in red states as well, you know, democratically uh, leaning or Republican leaning. So, again, if any of you want to comment on YouTube, I'd love to hear your, your perspective on what you think of the Supreme Court having to do with Obamacare and all that. The next thing is that an Israeli officer was charged in the killing of an autistic Palestinian. Again, I'm going to take politics out of this. I'm going to take the history of, you know, Israel and Palestine out of this completely. It's not right. Okay, I don't know the context of the way in which this officer murdered this autistic uh, Palestinian. Again, there's a lot of different things. It, It depends on how it went down. With that being said, that still is not an excuse to kill a person, let alone an autistic one. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I want, I would like to see the specifics of the story assuming we get the specifics because if not we can comment and extrapolate about what was right and what was wrong and things like that right and which is why i say i'm trying to take an unbiased uh, stance here especially with things that go on in the middle east because i try to use global outlets to report on middle eastern operations more so than western ones because they they push a, a clear narrative and so even though with the global networks as i said it's very hard to say but ultimately we'll uh, we'll have to take it at face value in this particular case unfortunately the next thing is that many were killed in a monsoon flash flood and as well as landslides in Bhutan, Nepal. Again, natural disasters. Some people say climate change. Some people say it's not, you know, monsoon flash floods. It's hard to say, right? Uh, You know, if you look at some of our members' episodes and public episodes, a lot of people speculate that these are controlled by many different world governments or very secretly by, uh, you know, rogue, um, I guess you could say, shadow groups working within certain world governments. So, you know, um, the next, or it could have just simply been a flood, you know, <laughs> but it's unfortunate that people did die. Well, of course, obviously. Um, the next thing is that there's outrage in Italy after a cable car crash video was shown. Okay. I'm sure it's like this in many countries, but because of my strong Italian background, I just like to make one thing clear. There, there are bridges. For those who don't follow world news that often, there are bridges. There's tons of infrastructure in Italy specifically. 
that constantly collapse because the corruption there when it comes to construction and building is rampant whether it, the mob is always involved the politicians are always paid off there's even to this day i know for a fact there are judges in like you know regions and provinces of italy that are being arrested because they're literally not associated with the mob they're they're found out to be members of the mob and they end up being you know a member in some cases there was a case where a judge was like a 20 something year member of the Ital of one of the the uh, mobs in italy and nobody knew until like two or three years ago apparently now again i'm sure that officers were paid off and things like that but the point i'm trying to make is that bridges collapse all the time i've seen this you know my family being italian mostly they follow this stuff obviously you know the country they're from and they tell me the same thing it's corruption they always say after a bridge collapses or a cable car crashes no matter how little or how many people die they always say we're going to open an investigative committee the bribery is too rampant there it, it's far too rampant in my humble opinion um and that committee gets paid off too and then nothing changes so they rebuild the bridge with the same crappy material rebuild the cable car with the same cheap material you know how it goes right it's basically what the mob did in new york in the uh the 50s 60s 70s and 80s basically uh assuming i understand it correctly the next thing is that kim jong-un has admitted to north korea food concerns look i, I again it, it, this is a controversial statement to say, but I don't really care. I'm going to say it. It's what in your country you do what you want. But I mean, if you're an authoritarian or a dictator or whatever you want to call it, you got to make sure your people eat. Because if your people die, who are you going to rule over? And I know that's a terrible way to look at it. But if we're being realistic here, what the hell, you know? And again, this is one of the things with isolating yourself from the world completely. But also, you know, and again, this is from the perspective of Kim Jong-un. He probably thinks if I open up, you know, my country to food imports and things like this, this is how the U.S. and other people are going to slowly insert themselves into my country. And then we got a problem, right? So again, this is the perspective of Kim Jong-un. And then there's the other side of it, too, that I just presented. So again, you got to feed your people. It's not that it's not that difficult to. I mean, I'll be honest, assuming this is true, at least he admitted it. But, you know. The next thing is that the first crew uh, from China blasts off to a new Chinese space station. Again, a little bit interesting. A lot of things going on around the world, but China is now trying to bring the UFO disclosure proposal to the UN. Now, we have to also mention that, you know, they're trying to distract from COVID and many other things. Um, but... We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I really do believe that the rogue group that's in charge of disseminating the UFO, the legitimate UFO information, is still controlling and curating all of this, right? And so I don't know how they have pull over other countries that won't come forward. I'm, you know, again, that's still in my, my research that I'm doing for the other episodes, how that all ties in. But it seems to be a global web that revolves around the U.S. with regards to disclosure. I could be very wrong, but we'll see what happens, right? Uh, the next thing is that there's a huge manhunt after a family of four was killed in brazil again i i have i have family that's directly from brazil um it's a beautiful place but you know when you have a population that large and there's corruption that goes on and things like this it's hard to to keep a system in check right especially when you have different things like if i'm not mistaken you know cartels and different you know bodies of influence that are non-governmental you got a problem especially with a population that's in the billions so you know this is um a lot of people have argued that the U.S. is becoming the next Brazil over the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. So it's uh, it's interesting to speculate on. Right. And that's the thing. When you look at murders like this that happen, unless you have the resources dedicated to, to doing this, like police forces and investigative forces and assuming those forces cannot be corrupted, then there's a chance that this might be solved. But if not, there, I mean, it might not be. Let's be real. Right. So. Uh, the next thing is that the World Bank has rejected El Salvador's Bitcoin request to make it a legal tender. 
again, there's a lot of different aspects to this. A lot of people don't know if the elites made Bitcoin uh, to, to, you know, confuse people or if Bitcoin was, you know, made the way in which we all think it was or would like to believe it was by, you know, someone with a good intention of having a decentralized currency. But overall, if that was really the case and El Salvador has obviously picked it up to make it a legal tender, the World Bank is obviously going to deny this because it's going to be a very, up, uh, you know, tough uphill battle, right? The uh, the next thing is that Le the Lebanon army has uh, appeals for aid as soldiers are allegedly going hungry. Again, I'm not. Look, I'm going to be totally straight with all of you. I don't I, I don't condone this at all. I don't encourage this whatsoever. But if you're going to be a leader of a country, right, or of a nation, or of an army, or of a group, or even a region, and you have an army. You got to feed your army. You got to treat them well. I, I firmly believe if you treat them well, they will continue to work for you. You can't just make your army starve. And then when it's time to battle, you don't know why your army is not that good. Now, again, I'm totally against all of that. But let's let's be realistic as to what's going on in the world. Right. So um, the next thing is that major Australian banks, multiple of them were hit by a website outage. Again, let's take a look at this from a strategical perspective. Who is Australia aligned with New Zealand, America, the UK? right and you know israel all that so this might be again a tit for tat proxy cyber war unless we know more details we can't speculate right but i mean we could but we would just go into imaginary fairy tale land for you know on and on and on right so the uh next thing is that taiwan just uh, bought rockets and missiles for a total of 436 million dollars from the u.s the uh, the ministry of national defense announced again this just goes to show you the u.s moving their ships into the south china sea um you now have china having an un, uh, unprecedented amount of jets in taiwanese airspace it's tit for tat the strategies right there again i'm sure there's a lot of aspects of this that we're missing but we can see the general concept of what's going on here right the next thing is that the u.s supreme court ruled in favor of catholic school social services agency that refused to place foster children with lgbt couples now look i know this is going to be controversial but if the supreme court ruled it just like i said about the previous ruling with obamacare could it be appealed absolutely um one of the things that I respect about the Supreme Court is that they hopefully, again, and I say this carefully because, you know, now with, you know, Justice Roberts and Ghislaine Maxwell and all that, but they seem to rule in an unbiased fashion. It seems as though the Constitution is able to defend that of these uh, this Catholic agency that does not want to put these children with um, with LGBT couples. So or LGBTQ, excuse me. So, again, that's the way it is. It could be appealed. But for now, the ruling stands as that. Uh, the next thing is that the Texas governor has signed a bill allowing residents to carry guns without permits. Again, if the people of Texas are okay with it, then so be it. It's as simple as that for me, right? To me, I really do believe that's a black and white issue. But again, some people may disagree, but I, I would like to think, unless I really don't have my finger on the pulse here, I would like to think the people of Texas are okay with this. And I say that in a, in a, in a, in a good way in a lot of ways. Um, the next thing is that Facebook is allegedly overwhelmingly being used for online recruitment in sex trafficking cases. It, it, it's always going to be like this. Websites will always be used, right? Uh, you know, before early on, it was, um, where was it? It was, I think at one point it was eBay. They were trying to do something on there. Then it was Amazon, like organized criminals, things like that. So, it, you know, this is going to happen, right? The next thing is that Guantanamo detainees, uh, Guantanamo Bay detainees, say that conditions have been worsened since Biden became president. This is a, an exclusive report, according to Vice News. Vice is interesting. Sometimes they're reliable, sometimes they're not, in my opinion. Um, 
again, it's been it's been now what six months with Biden in there, so we can't say you know it's only been two or three months. Give him time, guys. He's been in there, right? So you know, if this is assuming this report is accurate, let's call it like it is. If it was better under Trump, if it was better under Trump, whether Trump did anything to improve conditions there or not. Right now, what could Biden have done that have have worsened conditions, you know, certain adjustments to some pieces of legislation pertaining to the detainees there and things like that may affect this. But again, there could be other uh, apparatuses as well. Right. The next thing is that uh, Hong Kong police have raided the Apple Daily News uh, offices and uh, in Hong Kong, obviously, and arrested five executives largely for reporting a reporting that uh, went against the state of the CCP, from my understanding of the situation. Yeah, I mean, that's what'll happen, which is why a lot of people, I'll be honest with you folks, and this is nothing against the Chinese people. This is strictly about the CCP. I've been wanting to go to China for a while. I really think it's it, it would be a great place to, to explore the culture, the history, but I'm going to be totally honest. I, I'm a little bit hesitant now to go, at least at this current time, right? So, <laughs> especially being Canadian, you know, being in the West and all that, I think uh, they might be more privy to... I'm not saying I would be arrested, but the CCP would be more privy to arresting a Westerner than, say, a European or, you know, someone of the sort. But I could be wrong. Um, And the final thing is that Canadians who got AstraZeneca cannot do certain things in the U.S. now because many uh, places across the U.S. won't accept AstraZeneca as a legitimate vaccine, which, again, there's an ongoing joke here by a lot of conservative-leaning people in Canada, which is that, you know, Biden gave us just over a million doses of AstraZeneca because he gave us the stuff that, you know, our neighbors didn't want to approve or didn't think was good so you know canada got the the hand-me-downs you know and it i mean i think it's kind of true unless i'm missing context here but i I think it's also kind of funny as well now uh one example that uh i can give where you might say dave what do you mean if i got the first even just one shot of the astrazeneca what can i not do in the states quick example uh as of lately bruce springsteen the musician um and I know you might be saying, oh, my God, but just hear me out. Bruce Springsteen, the musician, said he's made a, a, a rule that anyone who got the AstraZeneca shot cannot go to his concerts, basically banned for life. So I don't know if that was Springsteen himself, but I'm also hearing, too, many other businesses are doing the same. Uh, many other businesses, places around the U.S., depending where in the U.S. granted, but at the same time, whether blue or red state, I think it's pretty well known at this point, AstraZeneca was not approved in the U.S. as of the time I'm recording this. And if I'm mistaken, please forgive me. But there's a difference between the formal approval and emergency authorization as well, right? So that's it for today. We'll catch all of you on Sunday for a nice news roundup of uh, what may uh, happen or, again, may not <laughs> may not happen over the next 48 hours, next couple of days. And we'll catch all of you very soon. Cheers.